Welcome to the 105 Way Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia. And your co-host, JL. And on this episode, we have author Jennifer, and I'm going to mention it's two-time author Jennifer. Jennifer, how are you today? I am doing great today. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Yes, yes. Thank you for being on the show. Uh, Jennifer is one of our very, very amazing, talented authors, and and you're going to learn some some great things about her and her book today. So, Jennifer, tell us about yourself, where you're from, what you do for a living, and how the idea of writing came to mind. Okay. Well, I'm originally from Lansing, Michigan, and lived in, in Michigan for 46 years. And about a year ago, uh, my family and I relocated to Concord, North Carolina, uh, where we live right now. And uh, what I do for a living, I'm a mental health counselor. Um, I work with uh, individuals who are recovering from trauma, um, who are dealing with accidents, who are dealing with um, just adjusting to life changes. Um, I also work with marriage and family and with couples. Um, I also do something called brain spotting, which is kind of neuroscience meets psychology. And uh, we help the body kind of heal itself and work through some areas where you're feeling a little stuck. Um, I'm also an author and um, I do a whole lot of other things. I have a workshop coming up, a conference coming up. I'm a singer. I'm a mama. Um, I'm a wifey. (laughs) A lot of things. So the title of my book is I'm Supposed to Be King, But My Mom Said No. And um, there are three stories so far in the series. And uh, the way it came about, I've always loved to write. I realized I I journaled a lot Um, as a a kid. I journaled daily things, prayers. I don't know. I haven't read them in decades, but I have about 26 journals that I wrote um, over my life. And um, my father was an author. And so um, his book is called In All Things, and it's by James Jackson. And um, one time I was always told that I was a good author or a good writer Um, in school and things like that. I didn't really believe it, which I would imagine a lot of authors probably feel that way. Like, no, they're just telling me that. So let me ask one other person and one other person and one other person. And one time there was a professor and I said, can you just tell me how I can fix this? How can I write better? And he said, Jennifer, how, how many more people is it going to take to tell you that you're a good writer before you believe it? And that really stuck with me. That was probably 20, over 20 years ago. Um, So with, I'm supposed to be king, but my mom said no. I was talking to my dad one day about um, the fact that my husband, who is from Ghana, his father was a king in Cote d'Ivoire, in the Ivory, Ivory Coast. And so one time my husband, Max, and I were talking and he said, yeah, because I'm the oldest, um, James is actually next in line to be king. And I was like, what? And um, inside I was like, no. And <laughs> because I, I, no, not my baby, no way. Um, <laughs> He's going to try to overtake the kingdom and he's going to hurt my child. So, um, but I was telling my dad that and my dad said, what? The boy is supposed to be king? And I said, yeah, but his mom said no. And so we had a good laugh about that. And I said, dad, we should write a book. That's a great title. Uh, We should write that together. 
And so then we were just going back and forth in the kitchen talking about, I said, well, you have all the experiences as a, as a male, as a young boy. Um, he told me about jumping on trains. I'm not suggesting this to anybody. This was, you know, 70 years ago, um, <laughs> jumping on trains and jumping from buildings and, you know, ruining his knees forever, but um, having a good old time as a, as a young boy. And I said, maybe you can come up with some of the ideas and then I'll do the writing around it from the mom's perspective. And uh, we talked about that um, for a couple of years and then my dad got sick and then he transitioned into spirit. And um, shortly after he passed, uh, the stories started coming in and they came in, um, in, usually in the middle of the night, about four o'clock in the morning is when I get my best ideas, when I'm trying to get my best sleep. And so I started to, uh, one piece of advice that I would give is if you start getting those ideas any time of day to just get them, write them down. I would grab my phone and put them in there or grab a piece of paper or get up and go to the office and write or, or sit in, a, in my room and write in a journal um, just to get those out of my head. Um, but that, that was kind of the process of, of that particular one. I love that. And I love how, you know, you guys were able to collaborate and you continued you didn't stop, you know, when, when your father passed, you continued on and I'm sure he's watching down on you and he's proud of you for actually following through with the plan of getting this book out. Yes. Um, I love that so much. That's it, it just makes the story power more powerful than what it is now. Thank you. And that's why I, I added him as one of the authors. That was important to me. I think I, I told JL that earlier, my dad's name's got to be on there because this is our, this is our thing. And um, for some writers, the, it, it's hard to write. They sit down and they say, oh, it's like, it's like trying to have a child. You just, I got to sit there and think and think. And I mean, not that that's how to have a child. That's, I don't know. But. <laughs> Like birthing a child, you know, um, they have to sit and and really work at writing, and that is not my story as far as this particular uh, book is concerned. It is my story with some of the other books that I'm writing, but um, with this one, they they came in in about fifteen to twenty minutes, and I would I would write it down and then um, call my son James and I'd say James listen to this. What do you think? And he'd laugh at the right times and he'd say, oh, mommy, that's funny. Um, or I'd say, okay, I'm saying he sat down to put his shoes on. How would you say it? And he would tell me, I would say, and he would put it in his language. Okay, I'll go back and change it. So then he ended up uh, helping me a lot with, with writing that as well, which is why his name is on the next, um, the next edition. Because he told me, that he's the author and I'm the co-author because he's the one that said the words. I just wrote them down. And I said, okay, touche, son. Yes. So he's the James and Kansa on the cover. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm, it's, it's such a, it's such a creative, the whole series um, is extremely creative. And even with this book, the, this next book that's coming out is interesting. We not only have two books in one, but you had came up with the idea of flipping the one book around and 
I don't want to spoil anything, but in the middle of the book, we have a way that it transitions and lets people know how you get to the other book. It's trust me, it's not complicated as I explained it, but it's the first uh, book that we've done this way. And so I really, we really, really enjoyed the challenge. Um, so tell our listeners some of the struggles you had when coming up with the concept of your book, of your book. And, and that could include other people or just you not being motivated or not feeling it, just any of those struggles that you had while coming up with this series. Yes. Well, um, obviously I've never been a young boy. And so I wanted to make sure that I was authentic to my son's experience. And even though this is based on real events, it's still fiction. So um, I had never written fiction before. Um, And so I wasn't sure how to make it realistic, how to put it in his voice, but still have my take on it. Um, and still make it where it was proper proper grammar and sentence structure and things like that because we also want the our, you know the kids to learn as they're reading on um, the proper way to do things so that was one of them is I was I was afraid I couldn't do it without my dad um, and because again I hadn't done anything like this before I didn't know if I could if I could do it. I guess that's that's probably one of the biggest struggles. And then I found myself telling a lot of people, uh, not a lot, telling a few people my title. And then I would say, yeah, I'm writing a book and it's called, I'm supposed to be king, but my mom said no. And then I would watch them for their approval or their disapproval, you know, like, oh, that's a good title. Okay, good. Phew. All right. And um, I didn't tell a lot of people because I... I I, I didn't know if it was a good idea, <laughs> honestly. And so I, I really kind of kept it close to myself. But the people that I did share it with, um, they they liked they liked the title. And then the idea started coming about um making it a a, a not a how-to, but helping young people learn life lessons. Um so then again I'm thinking, okay, how did I handle this particular life lesson that my son learned? Did I handle it the right way? Do I want to put this out there? Um, Do I want to say that he ran in the street when I was doing my daughter's hair in the bathroom and I didn't know that he was out there? You know, like real life stuff that that parents go through. um, That was terrifying. And so I had to to get myself out of the way and say, okay, how can we use this story to help another parent or help another young child? No, you don't leave the house without permission. You don't you know, go into the street without holding a hand, those kind of things. So a lot of the, a lot of the struggles I think were more internally, um, just, just trying to figure out, is this a good idea? Can I do this? Is this going to make sense? Um, and even when I would read it to James after the fact and, and see that he lit up at the right spots, I'm like, okay, well, this is good. Or after writing one, which, uh, we'll get to, um, sometime, uh, dealing with grief and loss. And, uh, after I wrote it, I just, I broke down crying because it was, it was beautiful. And the fact that something like that could come through me if I let it was, was an honor. Um, but I had to let it. I think that was the hard part for me. My favorite thing is that you really stayed motivated through all of these struggles that you went through, whether it's you know, looking for someone else's approval or just trying to find the right words and 
trying to find the right structure for the for the content. I love how you stayed motivated. What's some advice that you have for some of our listeners who may be in stuck where you were or that maybe is getting negative feedback from others and they're like, oh, and it's it's not it's not helping them. What's some mm. advice that you have for some of our listeners? Mm. Well, a few things come to mind. One is the negative advice that people give you about life in general needs to be put in its place. So whether you're getting married, you're young, you're older, you're having a baby, you decide not to have children, whatever kind of thing, people have something to say about that. And so even when it comes to your writing, people may have something to say about that, but you don't have to listen. And for me, I had to realize, stop telling the same people the stuff you know, stop telling the same people things that are precious to me, hoping that they that they approve and that they affirm me because that's not that's not who they are or that's not their role. So one thing is share your share your joy with people who share joy with you pretty much. And don't 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 tell a whole bunch of folks. Just tell the right folks, I think would be one thing. So that I think would be a big one. And then also surrounding yourself with people who boost you up and, and who you can say, hey, I wrote, um, I wrote this, little, this little paragraph. Could you read it for me and, and see if, is it, is it as good as I think it is? You know, I, had a, I have a childhood best friend named Jennifer Russell. And I remember after I wrote the first story or maybe even just part of it, I sent her, I sent her a little, um, a little paragraph and I said, I'm, I'm writing a book. Tell me what you think. And the first line is it was a first day. And then it says, no, maybe Sunday or something like that. And she wrote back, you had me at first day. And I said, okay, all right, this is a, this is a good thing. So, um, that's what I mean by having those people. It can be somebody from way back. Um, but having people that empower you. And again, that's in general, that's in general to, to surround yourself with people who can, can tell you honestly, but also can, can celebrate with you and, and like, oh, I can't wait to read the next thing or, or what have you. Something that um, I think you asked before is just something else, another type of advice that I would give to people who are kind of stuck with writing. And I don't remember who told me this, but someone said, get a Google Drive. Google Doc and dump everything into it. And I, at the time, did not know what Google Doc was, but now I do, very familiar. And so I just, I opened a doc and I put in the the name of the story or the chapter that I was working on. And then I just started dumping stuff in. So again, at four o'clock in the morning, when that idea came, I would go to my computer, put it in, shut it down, go back to bed. And then at the end of it, I had all of these different chapters. And I said, oh my goodness, I I think I actually have about 13, but I narrowed it down to 10. Um, And they're already there. And so then if I had an idea that struck me about this title or that title, I would go and just drop it in there. And then if you do that with paragraphs, eventually you have a book. And it doesn't all have to make sense in the moment. You just, just get it out of your head. 
There's, I talked to my cousin April the other day. She said, I need your help with writing a book. I, I have it all in my head. I have all the chapters. I have all the information. I said, it's, it's all in your head? She said, yeah. I was like, oh, honey, you got to get that book out of there. There's, you got to make space for every everything else that's going on. And, um, and I think once we do that, at least once I did that, it really opened the creativity um, like river for me or waterfall more likely. It just opened it so that more ideas and more details and things could come in. I'm very happy you brought that up because we are actually in the middle of creating a patent pending program that actually handles exactly what you just brought up. And right now, as you know, the way that people normally write books is they use Google Docs or they use Microsoft Word. The way that they record a book is through like Audacity or some similar recording software. And so there is currently nothing for authors that allows you to store your written manuscript and your recorded manuscript all in one database. That's a great idea. So we are actually creating that. You see why we filed the patent, right? <laughs> yes, it's a good idea. And it is a good thing you covered yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> so just what you said about Jennifer, she would, and it's free. It's free to use. It's free to actually, you don't have to pay to write your story. You can write as many stories as you want to, store as many stories as you want to in there. You can write as you go. Because we're thinking about Mm -hmm. not just people on the outside, but people in prison. Yes. We're thinking about people with disabilities. We're thinking about quite a bit. And so I'm, I'm happy you brought Jennifer up because I would love for you once we're done i actually spoke with the um the uh programmer today and said that we can be done as soon as about two weeks so as soon yeah 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 Yeah. so as soon as we're done i'm gonna let the whole 105 family know about it and if you know someone like miss russell that you were talking about we would love to uh to have her use it because you're right there are different it's, it's it's the most simplistic thing, in my opinion. There's so many people who want to write a book. And sure, Microsoft Word is fine. Don't get me wrong. It works. But what about something that is just a database for all your stories? Just that. that that's You know yeah. what I mean? And you can type whenever, go in. You could do it on your phone. It's, it's yeah. huge. Yeah. That's huge. It's great for um, our elders and our families and communities as well, they may not be comfortable wandering around at four o'clock in the morning going to grab their computer and writing something. But if they can grab their phone or grab something to to just orally, you know, say their story, oh yes, this is going to help a lot of people. Absolutely. So you that you was, will be Yes, that was the one whose book is in her head. <laughs> You you will be part of this journey as well. So yeah, because uh, you you do have quite a bit of books that that um that we're you know we're going to be bringing to life for you. So we're actually even going to have you take the book, the rest of the books in the series, and just kind of copy and paste them in there and store them in there. Okay, so, all right, yeah. yeah. That's so I with that being said, and I, I we have to ask this: <laughs> What has been your favorite part of being part of the One Hundred Five Family? Favorite. It's hard to narrow things down. I don't like when people say favorites because that means there's only one, but really there's a lot. So let me narrow it down to 10. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'll narrow <laughs> it down. 
time. <laughs> I'll narrow it down a little bit more. I think number one, the respect that you had from the very beginning, JL, when I was tentative and I just had a fear that if I put my book out there, somebody was going to steal it, take my idea, publish it under a different name, and I was going to have nothing to do about it. Um, and I, I may have said something about in, along those lines to you, but I'm like, how how can I trust this person that I, I don't know him? I don't know. Hmm, I don't know. Um, and you suggested we talk right away. That let me know a lot. And then our conversation, you were transparent. I was able to to just share what some of my thoughts were and my fears and you were able to see it and to um, to affirm where I where I already was. It wasn't like you were like, oh well, you know, we can change if you change this character, if you change this or that. You just pretty much say, well, yeah, I can visualize that, and that lets me know we're in a good spot, you know. Um, so I think that that initial contact was was one part. Another was the fact that you had so many resources on your website for authors, for upcoming authors, um, to go and, and just, just read, dive in, learn something. If this is, if this is an issue that you have here and that it wasn't hidden under some kind of, for this subscription of $150 per, per thing, please click here, you know, and I was lucky. I'm like, cause we're, we're so used to being, um, taken advantage of in, in things where we hear those awful stories. So I, I really appreciated that. And then our communication, you've been extremely um, forthcoming with, oh my goodness, extremely forthcoming doesn't even touch it. I, I, you're on it. And I, I told my husband one time, I said, I, I just wrote D, uh, JL about something and he got back to me and I wrote him yesterday morning and he got back to me right away. And he's like, is he working all the time? And I said, ah, he might be. <laughs> he might be. <laughs> to you, we need to talk about having some boundaries with your time because the counselor and me had to say something. For <laughs> 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 what? We're good. I said, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> but I appreciate that in the thick of things, you didn't leave me hanging. That was really important to me. Um, that was really important. Because then the, the monsters start growing in our heads of like, oh man, maybe maybe he took my story, he took my baby, and you know, like no, it wasn't like that at all. We love the kind words. Thank you so yes. much. We appreciate well, that. Welcome. They are all true. They are all true. Because if they weren't, I would let you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> so Jennifer, tell our listeners the title of your book. You can also let them know the title of the next book coming out real soon and where they can find it, where they can find you and anything else you'd like them to know. Okay. So my first book is I'm supposed to be king, but my mom said no. And the next one is I'm supposed to be king, but my mom said no, the traveling king. And then the third one is colorful king. And one talks about about um, skin color and melanin and differences. And the other talks about um, not leaving the house without permission and uh, from a parent or a guardian. Um, they can be found on Amazon. They can also be purchased if you want them signed. Um, my son, James, thinks it's extremely hard work to sign books, but he loves to do it. And so um, 
we can you can get his little seven year old signature while it lasts. Um, if you order from me, um, I will. I'm happy to give my uh, my website is incansacounseling.org. So it's i n k a n s a h dash counseling.org, and um, that's where you can find my other my other events and things like that that are going on as well. Well, listen, it has been a pleasure having you on the show. Just really want to thank you for not only being on the show, but being a lifelong member of the 105 family. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you all so much and um, all the best to you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been the 105 Way podcast. You can tune in every Sunday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. Talk to you soon.